Today, we, this morning, we are bringing you um, Doug Vinicombe, who is the Managing Director of WaterServe. Um, and also to continue, obviously, on this theme that we have started, which is a big part of our show and also has been a big part on Cape Talk and the greater part of the Western Cape for some time now. On this show, we have gotten into the habit of looking at the technology that is out there, which addresses various aspects of water conservation. To continue on this trend, as I've said this morning, we will be looking at the water surf technology, yet another groundbreaking method in the water conservation space. Now, what exactly is water surf? WaterServe is referred to as an evaporation suppressant technology. This is based on an internationally patented blend of calcium hydroxide, food-grade sterile and cetyl alcohols. The most important thing about it, about this product, is that it is argued to effectively reduce surface water evaporation rates by 20 to 50% without adverse environmental effects or impacts on water treatment. That is quite phenomenal. It reduces surface water evaporation rates by 20 to 50% without adverse environmental effects or impacts on water treatment. To discuss this further, as I've said, this morning we'll be joined by Doug Finicompo, who is the Managing Director of WaterServe. A little bit of additional information about this. On a 3,000 hectare dam, WaterServe can save at, le- can save at least can save at least 18 KLDAs from evaporation, which is equivalent to the average daily water use of about 73,000 households. Can you imagine that? How phenomenal that is. We've now got um, Doug on the line, who's going to be talking to us with regards to this. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Hi, good morning, Colossa. Very well, thank you. And yourself? Yes, I'm good. Um, thank you for joining us um, on our show. Um, and as I've said, I'm sure you were listening a little bit. One of the things we decided to do in this show is to actually, with the water crisis that we are having in our country, to make it a theme for our show, especially for the first hour, to talk about this and explore. And we've had a few people similar to yourselves who've started technologies, who've come up with great ideas and groundbreaking ways of actually conserving water and generating water. Um, and you really are welcome to the show. And I'm I'm, I'm happy you're able to join us. Thank you, Kalissa. Likewise, yeah, it's good to be here. I'm, I'm glad to hear you've got a show with a, a theme like this, I'd say, in South Africa at the moment. It's um, extremely important. So great, yeah, thanks very much for having me. Um, just tell us a little bit about, about you, first of all, and, and secondly, what made you venture into such a space and what, was, what encouraged you to actually um, explore this technology and, and, and start it up? Um, well, Colossa, just to be very clear, like firstly, um, yeah, I, I, I got into it through somebody who introduced me, you know, it's all about who you know, really, um, that takes you places. And, and this is a technology which was, um, in fact, not, not uh, it, it wasn't something that I myself developed. It's a, a product that was developed in, um, in Canada by a company called FSI, Flexible Solutions International. Um, and by a scientist at this company who over many years committed his life and developed something which uh, would save water for people. That was the main drive, and effectively this is what he done. It's a technology which um, has been known to you know, be capable of achieving these savings in water for many, many years, but um, the challenge to scientists was to put it in, you know, together in such a way that um, it would make it possible um, and and keep a, a film of, of, of this oil, the sterile and cetyl alcohols, these oils across the surface of water 
such that if wind and human activity were to break that film, it, it would close up again and effectively continue doing what it's doing. So, you know, firstly, I, I got into it um, from the outside. It, it wasn't uh, my main business. And, you know, when I came to know of the product and, and had a look at the merit of what it's capable of doing, I was absolutely amazed and just, um, you know, thought, well, obviously South Africa is, uh, is in a prime position to benefit from, from a product like this. And um, from back then, picked it up and, and took it. And uh, I've been at it for a number of months, um, you know, specifically targeting, you know, government and the farmers at this stage. Um, and we're about to uh, have meetings with uh, our, our Department of Water and Sanitation um, Minister and Shadow Minister um, in, in the coming weeks, hopefully, in fact, this next week. So, yeah, just, just to be clear, again, I didn't develop it. We are um, the uh, distributors of the product in South Africa, um, but it was developed in Canada, like I say, is manufactured in Louisiana in the USA and is now imported to the country. So, um, and look, it's important to say, also if I can just carry on there, is that, you know, the company, in fact, first and foremost, important to say, the company that developed it is a highly respectable company listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, you know, this is not a Mickey Mouse product, which has just recently arrived on the, on the scene. It's something that's been tried and tested over many years, um, you know, across a number of countries in the world. And just surprisingly, it hadn't actually made it to South Africa yet. So, you know, seeing, seeing the drought um, that we're going through and the issues that we're facing, it, it just it obviously makes sense that, uh, you know, outside of all the other options that we've got to look at, which are slim when you're in a drought such as ours, um, that this water saver product is something that can really make a difference and, and save a huge volume of water. Like you pointed out that example on a 3,000 hectare dam. Mm. Um, you know, that, that alone can, can save us, you know, on, 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 a, on an average, in fact, almost a minimum, you know, approximately 18 to 20,000 kilolitres per day, which is a substantial saving. Mm. Um, so if I'm understanding you correctly, um, right now in South Africa, we haven't really um, started rolling out this technology yet. We haven't tested it out. You are just in the beginning throes of it. Yeah, quite right. Quite right. We, we you know, it's, uh, trials have been done. It's very small trials. You know, there is a protocol that can be followed to test and prove the product, and, and that has been done on a small scale. Um, it, it works. It's been proven around the world. It's, uh, you know, it's been tested scientifically literally thousands of times. There's published information on it in various journals, highly respected, um, you know, water boards such as the Singapore Public Utilities Board, um, you know, have tried and tested and had huge success with it. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of data to support the claims of the product. Um, but yes, quite rightly, in South Africa, it is, it is very new. It literally is being introduced. And in fact, probably the most relevant um, checking that has been done on the product is through our South African Water Research Commission, who have been uh, great. We've got uh, Dr. Valerie Naidu and Dr. Manjusha Sunil there, um, who have assisted in, in having a look at the product very recently. And, uh, you know, effectively, they, they advise the Department of Water and Sanitation on various technologies which would be suitable for a particular situation, in this case, a drought. And, you know, the water saver is looking very good for that. So it, um, it's, not a, it's not necessarily a case of, of 
bringing a product like this into the country and you know running running over the, the very many scientific and environmental environmental tests which have been done in the past it really should be a case of of having a look at that information and vetting it vetting it for want of a better word you know to to ensure that um the extensive testing and, and research that has been done on the product so far in the many countries it's been used in, um, you know, effectively to have a look at that information and say, well, is that compliant with our local water, uh, potable water regulations? And is it something that we as South Africa can apply to our waters broadly? Um, and to be quite honest, could also having a look at it myself and not being an environmentalist myself, I think anybody would be hard pressed to find a reason why we should not use it on our waters based on the, the basic constituents of the product being um, calcium hydroxide, which is lime, um, and your sterile and cetyl alcohols, which you know, the, people get afraid at the word alcohol, but alcohol is a term simply, uh, you know, talking of, of olive, uh, rather palm oil, and, and coconut oil extracts, mm. which are mixed in with a lime and, uh, you know, uh, concocted in a, a powder form and simply applied to the waters as such. So um, a, a very straightforward product and completely environmentally friendly and, um, you know, with, with, with no harm, no residue, uh, you know, no effects, uh, no negative effects to, to the environment whatsoever. Um, you're listening to The Overnight Show um, with myself, Colossa. We're talking to um, Dow Vinicomb. We're talking about um, the water serve technology. So please do call us on 021 double four six zero five six seven tweet us at cape talk sms us on three one five six seven please send us your whatsapps and voice notes to oh seven two five six seven one five six seven if you really are shy we can really take those voice notes so you can also please make sure you whatsapp us i'll repeat the number oh seven two five six seven one five six seven so if you can, please do call us. Um, Doug, one of the things I just would like to understand, it sounds like we're really at the beginning of this. Is that why the meeting that you're going to have ne- this week um, with the with the Department of Environmental Affairs and Water Affairs is quite critical in the process of ensuring that we can actually get this technology out there? Yeah, sure. Well, um, I mean, it, it is these are the decision makers we're talking about here. Um, you know, as as I've come to to learn very quickly in this country, the the channels to go through to have um, you know a, a government uh, department like Department of Water um, take something up and and make a decision on it. Um, you know, they 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 need to be advised by various bodies, and and the main body we're talking about here is the South African Water Research Commission. Um, who, you know, obviously their name, you would understand, they, they look into various technologies and and confirm that they would be in order or a, a good idea for a particular situation. Mm. And now that we've we've sort of jumped over that hurdle and, and we've had the Water Research Commission look at it, um, we trust that they would advise the, the Department of Water and Sanitation that this is a, it's a viable option and it's something they should look at. So in the meetings that are to follow now, um, it'll be a case of, of confirming that and then having a look at, um, you know, where I would imagine the hotspots in the country are where we are needing to to really save water as as soon as possible and possibly look at getting it, you know, onto those surfaces. Mm. You know, we've got some huge dams in the country. In fact, a very interesting water infrastructure in the country that I don't think many people know that much about. I certainly didn't until I started researching it. And we're a water-scarce country. 
You know, we are our catchment dams are, are largely at the the eastern side of South Africa, um, and you know, aside from farming dams, which there are many of, over 4,300 sort of farmers' dams that are registered. You know, the, the, the big potable water storage surfaces are, are really only up that, that narrow strip up the eastern side of South Africa. Um, and the, the, that water needs to be piped, you know, all over South Africa to, to feed the people of South Africa. So if you start running short of water like we are on many of our dams, you know, up, up on, on those catchment areas, um, you start facing major problems. So in the meetings, I imagine, you know, we'll be having a look at... Um, at, at those hot spots where water needs to be saved most dramatically, most urgently, and uh, you know, hopefully, look at getting the product on, on, onto those surfaces as soon as possible. Mm. Um, and look, depending on, uh, it's I, I would imagine it's it's not as, as straightforward as we would all think. You know, the, like I say, the, the water infrastructure is extremely complex. So it's not, I don't think, just a case of, of of throwing the product here and there and everywhere. They would have you know, very definite ideas on. On where the products to be to be used and 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 what the most important areas are. Um, so to say exactly where we'll we'll start with it is is difficult. But um, uh, you know, to, to my way of thinking, in a drought like we're facing now, Colossa, there's there are very little options. There, there are very very few other options that can be looked at. You can't you can't force water out of the sky. You can't you can't beg the clouds to rain. You can't. You know, there, there are a number of different technologies, um, but there's very little you can do. And what we've got to look at now, in, in my opinion, is, is keeping what little water we've got left before we reach absolutely critical status. Um, and unless the rains persist and, and we get reasonable rainfall throughout the next couple of months, South Africa really are going to face even tighter water restrictions. Mm. Um, um, and, and yeah. I'm sorry to cut yeah. you, Doug. Um, yeah, no. I think we are. I think we're all very aware of that. Um, and I don't want to uh, us mm. to spend too much time talking about the water crisis. I think we know we know it's there. No, sure. We at that point. Um, just would really like you to to just tell us a little bit more about the water serve evaporation suppressant, or Exactly. What is it? What is the technology? How it works, and all of that. If you can just share that a bit of us with us. Sure. Yeah. It's um, it's a, the constituents are ninety percent um, lime dehydrated, uh, hydrated calcium hydroxide rather, and then you've got the sterile and ethyl alcohols, like you mentioned, which are your your palm and coconut oil extract. So. Effectively, what happens, uh, this recipe is cooked up. It's a patented recipe, um, which has been developed by, uh, like I said, Flexible Solutions International. It's, it's concocted out of those constituents and arrives in a, in a white powder form, um, which effectively, effectively just looks like lime powder, really. Um, and what happens, Colossa, is when this product is applied to a surface of water, there is a disassociation of... Um, particles and and what happens is that in in that process there's a very small chemical reaction which causes ionic repulsion and effectively causes those ions to repel force away from each other and cause the product to spread automatically across the water surface now that would be difficult for somebody to possibly picture in their minds but um, you might have seen from the document that I forwarded you there's uh, photographs which show 
the 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 product spreading across the top of the uh, the, the top of the water surface automatically. Mm. And it's important to note that this product, it only it acts on the surface. It sits on the surface. So you know, once once the product has dissociated in in its you know the whole of it's dissociated and, and spread across the top of the water, you've got a very thin what they call a mono layer. Mm. So it's a it's a it's a, a single molecule layer across the top of the water. So it's it's very much like just to have in your mind a picture dropping. Uh, if you've ever seen a puddle of water on a rainy day or, you know, where a bit of oil has dropped into it, yes, you get yeah. the colors of the oil swirling. Yeah, the oil now, and the water. What, yeah, water correct. rises. Yeah. It's, uh, correct. Now, without the lime and without the way that it's 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 been cooked up and, and made into the water saver product, you'll find the oil sort of will will be blown around and, and move around that puddle to one corner, then to the other corner. What the lime does and, and, and the way that it's been you know, designed and developed um, is it, it keeps that film spread. So you know, if you if you to put the, the water onto a dam and you've got a, a ski boat that goes through it, it'll break that film. But it, after a short while, when, when the boat has passed through and the disturbance has ended, you know, that film will automatically you close again behind the wake of the boat and effectively it'll continue, um, you know, uh, reducing your evaporation. So that's how it works. And, and that product now, once it's sitting on the surface, um, it breaks down over two to three days, you know, 48 to 72 hours, mm. completely naturally. Um, it, again, has no effect, no negative effect on the, um, on, on the environment. Um, and important to say here as well, Colossa, that lime is, is, is used all around the world. Yeah. Um, in a, a, um, a what they call a, a technique called lining, yes. you know, to increase alkali- alkalinity in waters. It's been proven good for fisheries. Many fisheries use it. Yeah. And also again, in, interesting in, to note in desalination and all kinds of um, water osmosis processes, they use lime quite a lot as an alkaline. Correct. Correct. And you know, so it's it's already used in in, in many water treatment processes. Mm. And and just interesting to note here is that the quantities of this product that are used it's 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 minuscule. Um, as as an example, to to actually undertake a uh, you know a liming dose, if you're going to be liming a dam or a body of water, you know they use approximately a hundred times more of the product than would be used to apply this product to the waters as as water saver. So it, it really is a it's, it's a tiny amount that's applied to the water. And again, for the environmentalists that may have concerns, um, you know that that should very easily put their minds at rest to say, well, you know, if in the liming process you're using 100 times that volume of the product, to use only 10% of it really, um, mm. you know, in, in in using it on the waters for the for the water saver product, it it really can have no negative effect. Um, 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 and again, the scientific data, you know, backs us up. Um, my only concern, if I listen, the process sounds a bit um, not 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 a very quick process. So, were to where we to start um, utilizing this and putting it to to effect in South Africa, would it be fast tracked enough to provide water as as you can as you rightfully said? And I mean, we all know it now. We are in a crisis where we slowly but surely. In a, in, in a few years' time, we're going to have no water in our dams. Our dams will be dry. How quickly can this actually ensure that we do get water out there? If I, immediately. 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 
Okay. It's, there are no upfront infrastructure costs. There's no big pipeline that has to be built. There's no, it literally, um, okay, Colossa, there's, there's two answers to that question. Firstly, just, just let's for take our, a, just sorry. For, sorry to cut you, just for our cynical um, listeners out there, how is that yeah. possible? How is that possible that we are not going to need infrastructure? We're not going to need, how will it work? Okay, that I'll answer right now is that it's, it's, it's a very simple process. There's, there's no brain surgery required. There's, there's no massive qualification. Mm. You take the powder, you put it on the dam, and it works. Okay. okay? So it's, we will... it's, it's as simple as that. So, so when I say no infrastructure, what I mean is that if you're a farmer and you want to get your hands on the product to save what little waters you've got left on your dam, you buy a, a, a bag of it. You take it down to the dam, you either put it onto your little rowboat or you simply put it into a, 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 a flour sifter. You can imagine a flour sifter from a kitchen. Um, you would put the product into it and walk along the, the, the edge of the dam and, and sprinkle it onto the edge of the dam and it automatically spreads out onto the, the surface of the water. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's as simple as that. That's, that's all you need as a farmer. Those are smaller dams. When you look at a bigger dam, let's say a government dam of, let's mm. say our example of a, a 3,000 hectare dam, um, there you would take a, a boat, uh, uh, any kind of a, a rubber duck or a, a fiberglass hull boat, um, and simply by by purchasing a, a little, uh, let's say a little Honda pump, uh, you could put your pump onto the boat. You've got a pipe coming from the water, drawing the water off the dam onto the boat through the pump. And then there's a, a very clever little venturi system which which mixes the water with the product. So you add the powder on the boat as well, and it spurts the powder <coughs> and water um, mixture out the back of the boat. And that application rate, you're looking at covering a thousand hectares in one hour. So even for big dams, it's it's easy and it's straightforward, and in fact, relatively fast at a thousand hectares per hour application rate to apply the product. Mm, so it actually uses existing infrastructure, basically. The very Correct. same dams that we're talking about that are running out of water will, will use this to generate. So what it does is that it increases the, the amount of water in that dam already by creating a, a, almost like a surplus of the water based on the water that is there. Correct. It, it, it stops a leak, Colossa, which is a, a good way to think of it. You have, you know, if you can imagine that water surface throughout the day, you've got heat, wind, um, sunshine, you, you've just got evaporation taking place all the time. And effectively, that tiny little film that we're talking about, that monolayer that covers the water, it, it just, it reduces it. It reduces that evaporation. Um, and can I say also, you know, that we, we, we sell a product at a, approximately a 30%, as you said, 20 to 50 um, you know, but it, uh, that 30% is, is really looking at a minimum. The, the scientific data uh, that, that, that is available, um, in fact, shows that you can save, it can spike up to 65%. You know, those are the kinds of savings that, that, that they've had um, and recorded. So, you know, even at 30%, it's, it's a significant saving, as you mentioned earlier on, those statistics on the 3,000 hectare dam. So, um, you know, it's quick. It's, uh, there is no huge infrastructure cost. Like you said, you use a, the boat that's already at the dam. Every one of these dams has their own boat. Um, and, and you simply apply the product and you start saving water immediately. Okay. And obviously with, with a breakdown, the, the environmental, um, you know, the, uh, the product breaking down, you've got a reapplication of every two to three days. Most often it's every three days. Um, and in areas where for whatever environmental reasons or weather conditions, 
it breaks down in, in two days, then, you know, obviously it's reapplied more frequently. Yeah. But um, it's, it's really as, as simple as that. What are, your, what are your expectations from the meeting that you're going to have with government next week? What, what are you expecting the outcome to be of that in order to move, obviously, this forward? Um, at this stage, I prefer not to expect anything. It, it, can be, um, it, uh, it can be a bit of a roller coaster ride. You know, you've, you're dealing with these departments. Sometimes things can take time. Um, so it really depends on, on them, Colossa. But I would hope that, you know, having, having had the product checked and, and seen to by the Water Research Commission, um, if the Water Research Commission are behind it and, and will we'll, we'll stand with it and say, well, yes, it's something we should be using, I can only imagine that, that uh, you know, the ministers would have a look at it and say, well, then I need to start deciding exactly where they want to either trial it or where they want to see it in action. And, uh, you know, we would hear from them and we'd start looking at, at getting the product up to those dams as soon as possible. Mm. And um, besides government, and I know you said you're right at the beginning of this, um, you haven't started um, yeah. sending it out yet to into the, mar- into the market, but would you also be looking at um, selling this to private sector and private individuals as well? You spoke about farmers, so I'm sure your farmers would yeah. also be your target market. Correct, Colossa, quite right. We've approached um, a number of the, the larger farming carbs to start with, NWK, TWK, AFGRI, a whole, a whole bunch of them across South Africa um, who are very interested and um, are, are looking at the product. Again, uh, we've introduced them to the you know, similar information that you've seen with, with uh, all the supporting evidence and documentation and so on. So, you know, we would like to make it available to, to farmers, um, you know, through, through the carps as soon as possible. Um, you know, these guys, uh, their processes, they, they look at these new products, they run them past their, their procurement teams, um, they have their various meetings and, you know, obviously look at the viability of the product in their market, uh, you know, or rather in their, their, their list of products in their retail stores. And if it fits in with what they do, then, uh, you know, they would most likely give it a go. And uh, again, I, I just can't imagine, um, in fact, I haven't had any who have said, no, to, you know, we're not interested in a product like this. Obviously, the farmers need it, so the farmers get their stuff through the co so it makes sense that they would stock the product and make it available to the to the farmers through the co-ops. Um, you know, and it could also just to say there, on a, on a, a cost side of things, um, you know, the, the product that is imported. It's, it's brought into the country, so you have those those various costs that uh, to the cost of the product. We have made it affordable, um, but hopefully in the near future, if we have sufficient orders through government um, and and the farming uh, the farming market, uh, what we would look to do is setting up a local uh, manufacturer, which would obviously reduce the cost of the product to the end user and and make it even uh, more affordable. So, so that uh, you know that will be the drive. But obviously, at this stage in the rush that we're in, um, the, the issue is to get the, the product onto the waters as soon as possible to start saving water, and we'll see where we go from there. Another thing I just wanted to check is with regards to um, testing for environmental safety. Have you guys started doing that, or is that something that was done by the environmental committee as well? Correct. The Environmental, uh, the Water Research Commission, yes. yeah, they, they, they have looked at all the evidence and data. And I have also, also had discussions with CSIR, oh, yes. um, yeah. who, who, who just, you know, for further testing, you know, I've, I've dealt with the guys down in Durban. They've been great. 
and um, you know we, we may be doing further trials through them if necessary. Uh, they're also a highly respected body, um, and you know if they were to look at it and confirm if there were any issues, then you know they would jump in and do what they needed to do. Yeah. But at this stage, I think the Water Research Commission is the most important step. Mm, yeah, I, I will agree with that as well. Because I mean, once you've got their go ahead, then then I mean they do all the checks and balances. You can really then move forward with with this. Sure. Just out of interest for me, <laughs> and just funnily, we also in. Last week spoke to a guy who um, is MD of Air to Water. They turn Air to Water. And they're also from Durban. And I see you also from Durban. What is it with Durban? I don't know. But it, it's gripped me because I, I just, you know, I don't watch much news. But every news broadcast I do see, um, you know, or hear about on the, on, the, on the radio or TV, there's mention of the drought. And it's chronic. It's critical. Something needs to be done. So hopefully this is going to be a solution. Mm. And what sort of impact are you expecting water serve technology obviously to have on the current drought? If if you were to envision to say, okay, if we roll this out, this is the sort of impact we foresee having. How much water can do you think you'd be bringing in? What sort of impact are you guys expecting uh, from your technology? Kalosa, I would say um, a significant difference, and, and all I can do to answer this question is really is, is to, to speak of, of the current success that the product is having. Um, you know, in the United States, uh, they have had, uh, as you might know as well, huge water crises where, um, you know, the, the, the FSI have, have had the product on the waters on many of their reservoirs and their dams. And in fact, in fact, are, are just because of the the the, um, the positive savings and and the fantastic success of the product thus far, they're about to apply to one of their biggest reservoirs, known as Lake Mead, um, which, if I remember correctly, is about 81,000 acres, which is a huge reservoir. Uh, you know, a huge dam. It is, like I say, one of the largest in the United States. So, so they're about to apply to that dam, and you know, they they again, wouldn't be looking at doing that unless they had had such success with their, you know, their, their other uh, applications in the region. You know, also for Singapore, when it was introduced there, they were in the throes of a, a, a bad um, drought situation. And, you know, there were fantastic results. And, you know, what what they see happening with the product also is that it's not only necessarily just to to plug the leak that's, that's happening through evaporation now in the drought, but I think for, you know, going into the future as well, we, we've got a growing population around the world. We've got all sorts of, of water issues facing us. And I think going into the future, um, you know, it has the potential as a, as a water-saving product to, to make a substantial difference to, you know, the water availability. Um, uh, as, as, as we're battling now, we have very little. I imagine the more and more it's applied, um, to the dams on a, on a regular, ongoing basis throughout a number of months through the year, the high evaporation seasons, it, it one way or another is expected to make a huge difference. Mm. Um, so as far as volumes go, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to say exactly, but um, certainly looking at the, at the baseline, so the 30% on a saving, you know, of a 3,000 hectare dam to lose 60,000 kilolitres, 6 million litres in one day, and to be able to save 18,000 of those, you know, sufficient to feed approximately 70,000 households, mm-hmm. uh, again, that's a significant saving. So mm-hmm. it, it's got to make a big dent in the problem, I would imagine. Mm. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, we're talking to Dal Vinicombe, um, who's Managing Director of WaterServe. 
If you can, please call us. Um, any questions, we are here to take your questions and comments on this. I think it's a really exciting technology out there and we'd like to hear your views on it or any questions that you might have for Dow, please call us on 021-446-0567. Tweet us at Cape Talk, SMS us on 31567. Send us your voice WhatsApps to 072-567-1567. That is 072 072- Five six seven one five six seven for your WhatsApp voice notes. We're speaking to Doug Vinicomb, Managing Director of WaterServe. Um, just out of interest for me, one of the things I've been pondering with is we've got all these technologies. As I said, we spoke to um, Air to Water um, last week. We spoke to a guy up in Toronto. What are the what are the chances of synergies? I know I know at the moment, obviously. You driving your initiative, they're driving their initiatives, but what are the possibilities of synergies and coming together to work together to come up with ways of even fast-tracking and doing even a more bigger impact with collaboration between the two? Sure, Kulosa, I, I certainly think there's, there's scope there. Um, you know, as I said, I am reasonably new to this industry, um, but, uh, you know, in, in the number of months that I've been at it, um, have been exposed to to various technologies as well and being fascinated by what these guys are coming up with. There's a lot of clever people out there who are working hard and fast to find solutions. So, you know, I, again, being new in the industry, I, I certainly know even for the next couple of months I've got numerous meetings and, and water expos laid out where, you know, these, these uh, products are presented and heard um, before the, the, the water authorities. And I can only imagine that, you know, as we move forward from here, I'll certainly rub shoulders with, with others who've, who've got similar technologies. And, um, you know, it may well be something that, um, you know, if, if, if there is scope for us to work together um, and, and, and move through, you know, the government departments to get approval on, on various things that, that we could be working together. Um, the bottom line, I'm, I'm sure, the drive for everybody here is simply to save water, and and you know, with that, with that main drive behind everything, it um, it just stands to reason that if there are various technologies that can work together, that we would collaborate and and make it happen. Um, you know, government, I think, you know, are advised by the Water Research Commission and possibly other, uh, you know, other bodies like the CSIR. And provided these these clever technologies have been vetted, checked, and, and proven to work, um, then then really at, at the, the top levels with the, the ministers of, of these departments, um, you know, if they're making decisions in the best interest of the people, then you know we we, we should start seeing a bunch of them being implemented. I, I don't know at this point, you know, how many other uh, you know solutions have been tried by government. I know they have been implementing more desalination, you know, at the north coast and in Kwazulu mm. Natal. They yep. recently, um, you know, put a, a new desalination Nation plant in operation, yes. mm. and there is some water recycling. So, Colossa, there are a bunch of them, I would imagine. Um, but uh, you know, these guys know what they're doing at the top, and it's it's just a case of ensuring that the products, um, you know, are going to work and are not going to harm the environment, and and then you know they they, they put them into action. Mm. Um, I mean, if for the cynical uh, people out there and also the cynical side of me as well, the reality is that we uh, obviously there's nothing wrong with learning from other countries and other ways of doing things. This is an American product. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot of the statistics that you've given us and, and where it's been tested, it's been in America. What are the challenges we would foresee in actually doing the same here in South Africa? I mean, climatology, 
um, geographic areas are not the same. So there should be, I know it at the moment it sounds all good and great. We can take it, we can we can use it in here as well. But what would be the challenges that we would face? Because South Africa is very different to, to the United States of America and some of the examples where this technology has been tested. And yes, I know the commission has looked at it and all of that, but from a practicality point of view, what would be the challenges of ensuring that this technology works in our country as well? Yeah, um, look, there, there could be a number of them. Again, not being an environmentalist or a scientist myself, um, I, I would leave a lot of those, uh, those those issues to be dealt with by the Water Research Commission, and that's that's what they've just currently been doing now. And they've, in fact, just wrapped up their advisory note at the end of last week. So, you know, certainly you're quite right, Kaluza. There certainly are, you know, different climatological, um, uh, uh, you know, situations, um, different environments, different rainfalls, different evaporation rates. There's a a lot that goes into it. But at at the end of the day, the basic constituents of the product are so basic. um, And and when broken down, the the, the bottom line, if if it's not harmful to the environment, which it's proven not to be, not only in the United States, in, in Singapore, in Turkey, in Israel, um, in Australia, it's 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 a number of different countries, and and not only in the great US of A. You know, it, it has been proven elsewhere. But the bottom line is, if it's not harmful to our environment, um, and and those constituents are not something that should be should be worried about, and uh, and they are certainly not, and that they are naturally occurring products. They are not scientifically or or, or chemically concocted. Uh, they're fully biodegradable. You know, it really does boil down to the basics of the product. And, and as I've said again there, lime is lime. Mm. You know, you, lime is lime. There, there's nothing else to it. 90%. So nine parts out of 10 of this product are made up out of lime. And the, and, and the 10% balance is made up of uh, the same oils that we find in our sunscreens. You know, so again, to, to, to give you an example and, and water that down for you, um, you're looking at about a, a, a heap tablespoon of the product um, you know, to be spread on an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Now, if you if you go to an Olympic-sized swimming pool on a sunny day, you might have two to three hundred people in and out of there every day with their, you know, with their sunscreens and so on. I would imagine just from the sunscreen alone, uh, more oil residue would be left on the water than from the product itself. So, you know, it's a it's a it's a really tiny, minuscule. Um, a bit of the product which is being applied, it sits on the surface and, and therefore has no effect on, on, on further water treatment down the line either, which has obviously been a question that's come up. Um, so, you know, there's, there's really very little to be worried about as far as, as looking at the constituents of the product. It's not something that has been, um, you know, chemically designed and, and, and made up to, you know, as, as a medicine, for instance. Um, it's it's it, it's a, a very natural product, um, and you know, effectively with its biodegradation over three days, you know, after three days, the product's gone. It's in and out, and, and there's no residue. So yeah, certainly there are a number of different factors and, and, and various things to take into account. And between you and me, Kaloza, I would love to know exactly what Water Research Commission look at. They've they've got a, a bunch of criteria that that need to be looked at. Um, but again, I think when it, it, it comes to the baseline of things, um, it's, uh, it's a natural biodegradable product and applied to water. It, it, it saves the water. So, you know, beyond 
beyond that, I, 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 I can't tell you much more. Mm. <laughs> I see it as a very simple, straightforward product. Yeah. And, uh, you know, certainly in the environmental meetings that I've been in, and, and I have presented it to um, PCEC, our, our Environmental Committee in South Africa, Provincial Environmental uh, Committee, um, you know, some of the, the, the only questions that really came out of it were, um, you know, well, what about, uh, you know, evaporation? Is it is it not mm, perhaps yeah, yeah. causing was, a problem with our weather cycle? That was my, <laughs> yeah. that was my question around climatology i mean and we we are one country yeah. we are one country where we go to different parts of this country and you are like you are in a different continent altogether yeah, right. so we are one country that's got very various uh, climatological um um environment and i mean if this um, if this technology evaporates that was my question how will that work but i mean um, i think really sure. an exciting technology and as they say the pr- the proof is in the pudding so let's see yeah. once we start putting it into effect and how it works and 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 and, and good luck with it but i'm going to ask callers to call us uh, hopefully there's one or two people who've got question questions or comment for you so if our callers can please call us on 021 446 you can tweet us at cape talk SMS us on 31567. Please do send us your WhatsApp messages and your voice notes as well if you're too shy on 072-567-1567. We are talking to Doug Vinicomp, who's Managing Director of WaterServe. I, I must say, really, really exciting technology. And obviously, I'm asking a lot of those questions because we've had a lot of natural um, products that have come in that have that have not necessarily worked out that have been tested and didn't didn't work out, which is why I'm asking about the challenges, especially if you're going to take something sure. from another country and 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 implement it in a different environment. But I'm almost certain yes. that the committee did all the tests and requirements that they needed. And as you've said, the one question was really around the evaporation. But really, thank you for your yeah. time, Doug, and thank you for being with us and and yeah, and, yeah, and sure. for sharing this with us. Um, there are no calls, but I'm sure people have listened, and I'm sure people will either Google you and come to you directly, or you will. You will you will get people that are sending you emails with questions. Um, if people want to get sure. hold of you with any questions, where do they get hold of you? Before we let you go, yeah, um, uh, it's just certainly directly by telephone. Uh, uh, number is zero three one. We don't. Do we you don't, want me to give you the number? We don't give out um, landlines, but you can maybe give us a website or an email address that we yeah. can use. We yeah. prefer not no, to give sure. out people's okay. numbers on the air. No, that's that's fine. Well, the website is is www. watersaver, which is spelled w a t e r s a v r. c o. z a. And uh, if you want to email me directly, very simply, Doug D O U G at watersaver. c o. z a. Yeah, thank you, Doug, and thank you for making the time to be with us on the show. Enjoy.